I wish I could put my fists through the whole lousy, beautiful town. Hello and welcome to Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I am your lonely host, Jess, this week. As you know, this is the aftermath of Celebration Chicago. Abby is not here with me. I assume she is sleeping, recovering both her voice and her body, because I know mine are struggling this week. Uh, But we didn't want to leave you hanging. Uh, We recorded the audio from the SW Rep Matters panel at Celebration, and we wanted to make sure that um, if you didn't get a chance to go, I mean, to go to the panel while you were there or to Celebration at all, that you got a chance to listen to that. So uh, without further ado, here it is. Well, I think uh, that's a a good time to get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for making it to the first ever SW Rep Matters panel at Star Wars Elevation. Acknowledge us, and 
Yeah, how did you get started in this really awesome campaign? Sorry, you got it started. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were like, let's do this thing because this is kind of important. <laughs> yeah, we need to have a conversation about it. Hashtag and have a conversation about representation on Twitter, and then it just grew into this. Right? It's gonna be like, oh, one-time conversation, and then it was like, oh, what if we do it monthly because there are so much that needs representation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how I got involved with Star Wars Matters is, of course, uh, Swarov kind of just hit me up and said, hey, you're perfect for this. Who did this? Okay. <laughs> he got his name. Um, and I'm a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan, and I think it's a big deal to really be able to represent people of, of uh, all backgrounds, for them to all be represented, because Star Wars is for everybody, and that's that's important. Hey, in particular, I remember you wrote a really great piece for the website 1138 about it really helped jumpstart uh, the online campaign. Can you tell us a bit about that and how you got involved? Yeah, sure. Um, so the podcast that I do focuses on um, storytelling as it's being told in Star Wars right now. And um, one of the things we've really noticed as we've gone through all the canon novels is that representation in the books is, you know, slightly a little bit better than it has been on screen, and um, so um, I and my co-host, we cover a piece for 1138 talking about how since Star Wars is has taken this road of telling stories through many different types of media, why can't we have more crossover? Um, so it was about bringing a lot of these great characters from the books and putting on screen Justice for Ray Sloan. <laughs> Them to the characters that represent them, and then you know, 
oh, maybe I want to check that out or whatever. So I really like that this has been able to introduce people like me to things that I wouldn't have seen before because they're not promoted in other spaces. Absolutely. I forgot to mention uh, one other pivotal member of SF Regret Matters. I'm sure you've seen her on Twitter, Wakandan Sithwitch. So, in general, and this goes out to anyone who wants to answer, what's one pivotal thing you've learned from doing this campaign? I think primarily, um, you know, when you, when you look at Star Wars, you're kind of, you know, by yourself in your room without the whole online community, you think to yourself, you might have those thoughts like, wow, man, I, I really wish there was more of this and more of that, and uh, am I the only person feeling like this? When we get a hashtag like Star Wars or Matters out there, and then you see the droves of people who think in the same way that you do, it's really inspiring. So I, I, I think that was the, the biggest thing that I found out was that, wow, there's actually a lot of people that are also into this, um, this, this ideology, you know what I mean? So I, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned from it. I've learned that I don't know a lot <laughs> about other people's experiences. I have, you know, you, like, like John said, like you watch Star Wars and have your own experiences of marginalization or what have you, and you know how you feel about certain characters or about certain situations in films, and then we have these themed days every month to talk about different marginalized groups, and I'm just like, I had no idea like what this experience was like. I've learned so much from everyone that's participated, and I just like want to say thank you to everyone that has participated, because you guys are the reason that we're here, essentially. Like, this is absolutely a community effort, and like, think, I know like, the intention was just to have a conversation, but I think that all of us have learned a lot through this. Jesse's only answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I feel like what I've learned is how much I actually don't know. Um, you know, I, I look like this because it's a body that still holds a lot of privilege, you know? Um, it's, so, There's so much like I'm still learning that we're learning every day for doing this. And just listen to more voices, incorporate more voices into your experience. But um, going on a little uh, other track, um, when did you first feel represented in a galaxy far, far away? Yesterday when they put Jenna on the screen. But, but when I saw Finn, you know what I mean, um, 
there was something about Finn, like, you know, me, you know, I was, I, I was in the Army before, and, and, and Finn's a soldier in the Empire. I'm not calling the Army the Empire, guys. <laughs> but, 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 the, but the soldier aspect, and then he's in the middle of the situation in Episode 7, and he sees, you know, the violence around him, and he takes off the helmet, and he's like, what just happened? And that look on his face was like me. I was like, yo, that's... That's me in this situation right now, like what is happening around me. And um, I mean, it's just to see somebody who looks like me kind of going through something that I kind of understand, or closer in age, that kind of, I mean, it was it's really, it's a really, that's why it's important to, you know, to, to, to see people uh, from different backgrounds like that, because I, I really felt that, even more so than other black characters in the past, so. Great um, 
designed right here about Luke Skywalker defending trans rights, which, yes, Luke Skywalker would defend everyone's rights. So great for him to meet Tia Sarkar, you know, who plays Sabine from Star Wars Rebels. 
really iconic character, I would say, at this point. And uh, yeah, it's like, as you can see from all of this, even this isn't all fully uh, inclusive of all the various voices we've been able to include in this campaign, but I like to think that we gave some help give some people a voice on these matters, and it's really great. So, uh, continuing on to uh, other panel questions, um, this is something I particularly realize more and more, especially while doing this campaign, because I um, just, while I love Star Wars, as I've been uh, researching a lot more of the history of it, and even today with the creators, the writers, directors, producers they have behind it, I realize, huh, there is a pretty dominant palette going on here. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm curious, and this goes out to anyone on the panel, what do you think has been the effect of having predominantly white male creators for the films and TV? And I note that because in the books, they've been really great with having diverse uh, authors on. And in general, why is it not enough to simply have diverse characters on screen? I mean, we all have our blind spots, and if all of your viewpoints are coming from the same, the same like sphere of privilege, you're not going to be able to see outside of that without um, having having uh, more more people, especially behind the scenes, like having their input because like they're not going to see why something. I don't know why killing in the first act of this because they're like, oh, it's just it's just a character, it's just a character, but it's not because Star Wars doesn't exist in a vacuum. Uh, so a few minutes ago, uh, there was kind of a slight mention in appropriation. <laughs> he says there was a little bit. <laughs> no, so. Um, it's important to have people behind the screen as well as in front of the screen because um, when, when we look at Star Wars, Star Wars pulls from a vast, a vast amount of culture around the world. Um, there's, there's several, uh, there's a lot of alien customs and cultures come from other backgrounds and, and cultures in the, in the real world that is parallel. And then when they do that, it's just so, uh, to be mild, I would say ironic, that there's all of this culture in there, but then on screen in the characters, there's no representation. Um, and that comes from, you know, it's, it's appropriation. It comes from people saying, okay, well, this thing over here is cool, so we're going to take that, put it in here to enhance our product, but we're not going to represent the, the people that it came from. And that's just, it's wrong. I mean, it, it's wrong. Now, of course, um, they may not know that it's wrong, but that's also why you need other people in the room with them to say, hey, um,
Lucas. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
four white guys and a white woman. And we cover Star Wars too, we talk about Star Wars too. So, um, and I know that like, you know, this panel came together because Laura knows everyone on this panel. And, well, you know, we just said. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the person who was originally gonna be on this panel, Kayla, reached out to me to say, hey, would you like to be on this panel in my place? And so, it really is just a matter of like reaching outside of your immediate circle to stretch out to where people you don't know. So I know that like when you're making submitting a panel to a convention, it's really easy to be like, hey, these are my five friends. Um, let me put them on this panel, which is great because your friends have things to say and, and the experience necessary. But you know, at the very least, open up a spot or two or three to people you don't know. Like that just. Again, like we were saying um, about taking a risk with directors, it's like you may be taking a risk with, you know, picking someone you don't know because you don't know how the chemistry's gonna flow on the panel, whatever. But it's not that hard to just take a, either take a chance or like just do a little digging and make sure, you know, we've been on panels at other conventions before. You know, like it's not that hard and it is worth it to do the work um, to make sure that your panel and your fandom spaces in general at large in Star Wars and beyond are more inclusive. Now these things apply, they, they can apply over all spectrums, they can apply over all spectrums of, of things. So that means, you know, it's not enough to be, you know, uh, not sexist, you must be anti-sexist. It's not enough to be uh, not for LGBTQ, you, you must be, you know, you have to, oh, I that but you, must, you must be actively um, seeking knowledge uh, for these things. Like, it's not enough to say, well, I'm not... I, I, I'm not racist, and um, I, I don't mind seeing uh, you know people of color and um, you know more women and um, you know uh, more trans, etc. In, 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 in Star Wars, you you must be an advocate for it to make these changes happen. Reach out, do your research. You know the same the same thing she was saying basically about uh, about reaching out. Uh, it, it's not enough to just kind of stay on the sidelines. To make things work, you have to put in. Uh, you have to take action. That's that's what I'm looking for. You must take action. So that's kind of like uh, like the, the the main thing for or way to answer this question. Yeah, yeah it's like it's, it's with working within a systemic problem too. It's like Hollywood is is like you know Star Wars is within Hollywood. Oh my God, Star Wars is within Hollywood, but Hollywood has its own systemic issues with whiteness and colorism and and all those things, and it just leads into Star Wars because it's of film, essentially a film franchise at, you know, at, whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's a long time, I'm sorry. So, it, if you just, like, passive, like, John was saying, like, you just passively let it happen or find the best person for the job, and meanwhile, all these people who are don't have opportunities because they're not white and wealthy and come from money and have the ability to take jobs that would give them experience in, in filmmaking, um, you're overlooking all of those people by not doing the work and by not giving them opportunities to um, become creative and create stories with more diverse 
characters and, and themes behind them and things that more than just one audience would care about. I want to ask uh, just a couple of quick questions before we get to Q&A and then the book giveaway. Uh, specifically, I'm curious about queer representation, and I mentioned earlier, like, it seems to be so much better in the books and comics. For example, we have Ray Sloan, we have Dr. Aphra, uh, we have, um, what's his name again from Aftermath, Greer's, and... Well, well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually like kind of blanking for Apolda because like there was a link to her being queer, but we didn't actually see it in the films. So I'm curious, like, why are the books and comics doing that good at, are relatively better at queer representation than the films? Like, why haven't we had a queer character on screen yet? It's less of a risk. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. people get mad at a book. It's, I mean, it's a big difference in money between people getting mad at the movie and being. And they don't, I, I guess they're just not ready to take that risk, but they should be because it's late. <laughs> All that representation is so late. <laughs> I've got to give props to uh, most of the comic book, uh, book writers, uh, even, even the animated shows are doing better as far as this representation. Um, they are actively, what I mentioned, but the active, um, I guess, on the attack <laughs> for the problem, you know. And, and, like, there's so much push against, like, you know, the larger, you know, the movie thing. Um, it's almost like they're pushing back by, you know, like, uh, and all the writers, I mean, all these books writers are like, yeah, do it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, eventually, I think we'll see. I mean, we, we have to see more. I mean, you gotta give a, a little bit of credit where credit's due, but... You Greg Pack on the main comic? Oh, right, so right. <laughs> and, like, Greg's big thing is, like, diversity within diversity, because he's trying to bring you know, if you have one diverse character expecting to represent every everyone of that like marginalization, it's always going to be disappointing. And people, more people who have those kind of viewpoints, um, be on the creator side, it's so great. Okay, uh, as a host of Book Wars, what are your I think one of the things um, that is going really well with Star Wars in terms of representation right now is that um, just to kind of going back a little bit to um, people's responses to your last question, um, of the editors at Del Rey actually putting in the work. You know, they are actively out there looking for good papers like sci-fi writers to come in and write Star Wars. And I think it's been a huge success. Um, I think, you know, every time I open a book, I, I, there, there's something, they bring something different um, to the universe, like not just artistically, but also Where do you get the t-shirt? Where do you get that t-shirt? If I want it. <laughs> 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 
We uh, are, we have some. <laughs> we have pins. Uh, we're, we'll be giving away stuff uh, if you've got a raffle ticket. Thank you. Um, so I was actually curious about how you mentioned how. Uh, okay, make this quick. So LGBTQ representation uh, within relationships is a touchy subject around the world, and given the fact that Star Wars is very influential, how do you feel? that those countries would receive Star Wars if they brought it to the big screen? I mean, I already know that um, China is just such a huge, huge emerging market for Disney generally, that and the censorship there is outrageous. Um, so I think that's been a roadblock that they just need to get over it. Um, like, just get over it. <laughs> How do you all see the phenomenon of white feminism showing up in the Star Wars world and what can you do to combat it? Sorry. I would. So, I like Solo. <laughs> But I was disappointed. Uh, this is the first time they put a, a what should have been uh, a main uh, black woman in, in the middle of the film, and then they just we we saw what happened, right? Um, that was also a perfect, a perfect, perfect opportunity to introduce Santa Stars, who was already yeah. in the book. Again, how the book writers are, are pushing these things. Uh, Ray Sloan was literally the leader of the Empire after episode uh, six, in the, uh, according to the books. All right, so there, the opportunities have been there, and they are almost purposefully avoiding it. Try by say. I think the thing about white feminism is <laughs> 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 it's so easy once you gotten what you want to kind of like just be happy there and it's like you've got to keep pushing because there's so many great white female characters in Star Wars and it's just like don't settle <laughs> and don't like just keep see yourself at the end of the journey. What do you guys see things like people of color being represented as aliens or in paint or that kind of thing? And disabled people being shown with their disabilities kind of um, erased by force powers or um, technology within Star Wars. Where do you see that fitting in with um, representation? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> not know initially that Lupita was Maz Kanata. Yeah. That is, I mean, don't get me wrong, she does Maz Kanata amazingly, but it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> right, right, it's Lupita, like, come on. And like, it wouldn't be a problem if you were having an equal share who weren't, who were like on screen as themselves and as aliens, because it's still like a huge boost for their careers, it's still great, but when it's 
when the pattern is so noticeable, <coughs> it's a problem. I think too, when um, aliens seem to be the um, metaphor for people of color and for marginalized folks in the in a galaxy far, far away, and then you're having all the people of color play these aliens when it's <laughs> like, okay, humanity. This is this is what humanity in a galaxy far, far away is, and this is it's it's messy. It's Although I still don't get why the rebellion ha has so few aliens, <laughs> because it's like they're the marginalized ones. They're fighting against it, and it's like give us more aliens in the rebellion if we're gonna do this. I think we should have more marginalized writers. Yeah. 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 I think too, as far as disability goes, it's just like erasing the experience of disabled folks, like and how you live every day. Um, with a disability, and to just have, oh, I have a force power, so I'm not blind anymore, Keenan. Um, I, <laughs> I have a prosthetic limb, and it's, it's fine. I can use it just like my regular hand, and it's, it's no problem. Or, um, I, I, I mean, go down the line. Like, it just, it's like, oh, this is no big deal, and there's no fallout from them. We don't see the story behind that. And it's like, it would be nice if we had a disabled writer in the room that could be like, well, this character has this disability, and this is what it brings to their life, because it's a part of their life, <laughs> and they live with it every day. And um, it's disappointing to see that, oh, just throw a force power on it, and it doesn't have any effect on their character at all. It's, they're fine after two episodes. But also, like when we do see disability that you know people are actually struggling with, it's always linked to them being evil. Like yeah. if you think about it, Darth Vader is a disabled person; he can't operate without his apparatus. Super evil. <laughs> <laughs> and then one last thing it, um, is also a bait and switch because I know that my cousin's wife does not go here. She doesn't do Star Wars. She doesn't know what it is. But she was like, "Oh, the Peter's in this movie. Let me go see it with you." And then she came and saw it, and then she was like. Where, where's the <laughs> um, and so it's it's one it's another way that they can um, be like, look, our cast is so diverse, and then you don't see that same representation on the screen, um, and that's unfair both to those of us who have been longtime fans, but also people who want to get into the franchise and feel like they're finally being represented, and then find out that the person is green or blue or an alien or whatever. Um, so it's awful that way too. Being more inclusive will give you more money with this um, kind of going back to the uh, difference between the queer rep in books and in movies, can you kind of comment on how going back to Amelin is portrayed in Way of Princess Valderon and Pan, L3 in the last shot is portrayed as some sort of queer, um, and then <laughs> John Hansen's famous comment that Lando is pansexual and then like aggressively heterosexual in Solo, um, can you kind of comment about that disconnect between the books and the movies and what writers are saying and what ends up happening in the movies? It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, they just need to be explicit. It's none of this coding, none of the queer baiting. It just it needs. To, I don't know. They need to hire queer writers. <laughs> It just shows the ignorance of like they have no idea what this actually means. <laughs> and could have asked 
someone or and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I hate that excuse that it's like, well, it doesn't have anything to do with the story, so we didn't put it in there. Like, first of all, give me a break. Second of all, like it's really just small changes that you can make in the movies that'll just, you know, that'll really help. Like they, you've got that end scene in Solo where Lando is gambling and he's flirting with a like a female appearing um, alien. It's like, why can't that be a dude? He literally flirts more with like soda droid than he does like with a man in that entire movie. It's ridiculous. Over there in the middle. Uh, can you share with us anything you're planning to do next? <laughs> so um, I, I know for sure that there will be a website uh, that's going to be coming up pretty soon. So we'll be working on that. I kind of uh, we have a lot of ideas kind of out there. I, honestly, I'm, I'm big on community and bringing people together in a place where we can all have conversations. We do do the campaigns. Uh, SC usually uh, is the one who's uh, heading out the campaign, so please follow her. Uh, <laughs> follow the hashtag uh, to, to keep up on information. But yeah, we do have things in, in the works. Okay, um, I think we can only do one more question, then we'll do the book giveaway. So uh, let's do. Uh, to the, my left over here. So the Star Wars movies so far have not had a single non-white male director. Which direct non-white male director would you like to see directing the Star Wars movie? I want Vic Mahoney to have her own movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so happy. Like this stuff she's been doing, like the Red Line, and it's. She's blowing up, and she needs to blow up with Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so I think I, I think that uh, Ava DuVernay would. Yeah. I, I think she have a, a, a pretty positive influence on Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming, everyone. Um, we have. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. It was a lot of fun being on that panel. Um, lots of smart questions were asked, lots of great discussion. And know that we are going to be continuing this discussion on Twitter month to month with our um, themed discussion topics uh, for the month. Please join in, hashtag SWRepMatters, so you can talk about representation and inclusion in a galaxy far, far away. Again, um, thank you guys for listening to this and supporting us. It means a lot. Um, you can follow Lousy Beautiful Town at LBTPod at, on Twitter, and you can send us an email, lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. You can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess on Twitter, and you can find Abby at Abby M. Cecilia. Thanks again, guys, for listening to Lousy Beautiful Town. May the force be with you. Oh